One thing you may not know about me is I love pressure. When pressure comes around, I just come alive. I, there's just something in me, and I, I know this about my wife. She does not like pressure. Pressure just affects her adversely. But I want to say this, when the pressure hits me, it's like when I can take action, that pressure where I get to jump into leadership, that I love. The pressure that I'm facing right now, which is just pressure and, and I can't make moves, I don't know where to, where to go, this pressure right now in this lockdown, that I don't enjoy. But I mean, the pressure is, is, is just an intensity there that is at another level. And I think about this, my mom, um, <clears throat> my mom cooks this uh, stuffed cabbage. It's absolutely amazing. For those of you that don't like it, sorry, it is amazing. She puts it in a pressure cooker. And the thing about pressure cookers, the pressure allows the temperature for the boiling point to go up because the steam, it has nowhere to go. It doesn't evaporate. And so it allows those things that are being cooked to go to another level and actually become softer and it really affects them in a stronger way. That's what that pressure does in the cooking. Um, I think about this, the higher pressure today, what's happening with the higher pressure in our life with COVID-19? I mean, we have pressure like, are we gonna keep our jobs? Are we gonna lose income? Or is somebody gonna get sick? Are they gonna die? Uh, what will our loss be? Uh, what's going on? We're all trapped in our home. We're wondering and complaining first world problems about our internet speed. We have pressure. We're all using the same computer. We're trying to figure out we're doing homeschool. We have political pressure. Do you understand all these things are going on in this pressure cooker world that we're living in right now. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate this, thank you. And I'm gonna... What Oops. are you doing? Sorry. Why did you bump in? Why didn't you just hand me the drink? I didn't try. I just, I mean, look what you made me do. Okay, this was staged. We planned that. She would never do that on purpose, <laughs> but it was an illustration. And I wanna say this, the pressure in our life is causing what was in us already to spill out. I mean, we get bumped by external forces in our world, but what was in us all along, we wanna blame it on other people. We wanna blame it on the pressure of COVID or whatever's going on in this world or being locked down at home. And I wanna to speak to you about what was in the glass all along? What was in your life all along that pressure has bumped out of you? All right, now, thank you. <laughs> thank you. She did so good. She did so good. Uh, here's the thing. Don't blame the bump of pressure that is causing things that are in you all along to come out right now. I'm gonna to talk to you about things that are in my life that are coming out, and you're probably thinking about right now things that are in your life that are coming out because of the pressure that's on you like never before, but they were there all along. In Matthew chapter 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's just talked about, we're not gonna do, you know, worry about outward hand washing, and it's kind of blowing their mind because they are all about the rules, they are all about regulations. For them, it was rituals, and they were following all the rituals, and Jesus is like, wait, there's a new way we're gonna do this now. You gotta understand. And in Matthew 15, Peter said, explain the parable to us. He's speaking to Jesus. Jesus says, are you so dull? Don't you see that whatever enters in the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the person's body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth from the heart, and these, these are the things that defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, 
false testimony, slander, these are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. They were saying, we thought it was rules. We thought it was regulations. He's like, no, no, the rules and the regulations and the rituals, good hygiene, common sense, really good practices to do. But God's worried more about your heart than what your outward hands are doing. He's saying there's something going on inside of you and God was trying to show you through these, through these rituals about the sin that needed to be taken care of. See, let's call it for what it is. What's in our heart right here, this list, these things that Jesus is talking about, big things, they're called sin. And Jesus, by the way, he goes for the biggies. I mean, evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. He doesn't go for little ones. He says, the biggies are in your heart. There's sin. And let me just explain a couple things. Sin is when we break God's moral law. The Bible means to, word for sin means to like miss the mark, like God's perfect and we're not. And we, when we miss his moral law, when we do those things and we sin, we do adultery or uh, lying or theft, or do you get the point? He says we've fallen short and it's sin. And the Bible says that sin is ugly, that sin separates us from God. And we've got to say that we, we want to take it serious in this exam and saying, God, we want this to come out of us. We want this. It's, it's ugly, and it's been in there all this time. And, and it's just one of those things where these hidden things that are there that are in our heart. Now, let me explain that too. Heart. I don't mean physical pumping heart. And I know there's kids watching too. I mean, I'm talking about the you, your hidden emotional intellectual, moral activity that gets you to move, the heart, that hidden part, that part. Jesus says in there where you're getting ready to make an action or do something, what you're thinking about, what you're having inside you, he says in there are some pretty bad things. And it isn't very far into the Bible that we see like that he says that man's thoughts were evil continually in their heart. And he's just saying, it's, it's really bad what's in our heart. And we have to admit it. We have changed in the way that we've made, we've become more sophisticated. We can cover up what's in our heart better. We're good at living the facade. We are detached from our neighbors and community enough that we can put on the show. But we need a cleansing in our heart. We need to realize that the pressure right now that we're facing is bringing things to the surface. And instead of explaining them away, we need a cleanse. We, you know, think about cleanses. Cleanses are pretty popular right now. And, um, you know, I, I've done a couple. I'm not a huge fan, but I mean, there's the uh, colonic hydrotherapy, you know, that they say they can get rid of 10 pounds of cleanse with a, a colonic hydrotherapy cleanse. And uh, you think, ew, I can't believe he's talking about that. Hey, this is what the message says in Matthew 15. This is Jesus, Matthew 15. Don't you know that anything that is swallowed works its way through the intestines and is finally defecated? That, that's the Bible, okay? So I, I'm just talking about what is in our heart. Maybe we need a, a heart hydrocolonic, whatever, you know, you get the point. We need a cleanse. Jesus says you've got to look at these things and realize they're in there, and you can blame. You can blame and say, well, it's because you know, um, we're all locked up in the house. It's because the governor didn't open up the golf courses until now. And because, um, you know, we're all sharing the computer and because I haven't been able to travel and we've lost money. And you see what I'm saying? You start, there's nothing good on Netflix anymore. You know, you start blaming and then you know what happens? You're not admitting that it's sin. You're trying to just deflect. Hey, the things that are bubbling up right now in you, 
That's sin, and Jesus wants you to deal with those things. I'll be very transparent. You know what's been bubbling up in me? Anger and authority issues. Anger and authority issues. You say, no, Pastor Rob, you never, you know, you live, it's like perfect around your house. No, I'm gonna tell you. These are real struggles that I've had ever since I was a kid. You may not realize this, when I was in Bible college, I was dealing with anger so much. I remember we were playing students against the faculty end of the basketball season, and I got called for a foul. I thought it was a cheap foul. And you know, the stands are full, the whole Bible college is there, and I get called to this cheap foul, so I yell at the ref, the ref gives me a technical, I go off on him again, double T, I'm out of the game. I walk over to the bench, I pick up my chair. I'm in Bible college, steadily to be a preacher now, get this. I pick up my chair, I do the best Bobby Knight, man. I Through there, I walk out the gym, I bam, hit the doors, and I walk out, and right then the Holy Spirit's like, you got an anger issue. And I remember that moment, I confess, I went back, I apologized to all my professors, all of them. I said, I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed for what I did. I didn't do competitive sports for a year. I didn't play ping pong. I didn't play horse in the driveway, nothing. And God's brought me a long way saying, that will not get you very far in life, young man, if you allow that anger to stay in there. Another thing, authority issues, like I wrote a book on, on being a front row leader and coming under authority. I confessed on a nationally broadcast sermon with thousands of people in attendance that I had authority issues with my spiritual authority and I asked for their forgiveness. Wrote a book on it, Front Row Leadership. And right now I find myself with authority issues where I start to think like, I can't believe they would do that. I can't believe that decision. I can't believe that. And, I, and I'm mad at this authority, that authority, that authority. And you're like, me too, okay? And I'm saying local, state, national, world. I'm like, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, how stupid can they be? And I'm just, I'm so frustrated. And my wife has to listen to me vent. And I'm like, that's in me. That's in me. That's what's coming out of me. And instead of blaming, well, that's just, it's just COVID pressure. You know what it is? It's sin. And I've had to come to that realization of it's sin. And I don't want to sugarcoat it. I've got to confess it. I've tried to keep it out of view, but, and I've done a really good job. But it's like there's little remnants there, and there's probably little remnants in you too. You say, well, that's not my thing, but what is your thing? What has this pressure caused to bubble up out of you that you're right now, and you wanna blame? You, it's because of this, it's because of the kids, it's because of, I'm like, no, stop that. Confess it and realize it is sin, and it was in there a long time, and Jesus wants to get, I'm talking to Christians right now, and some of you are like, oh, I, I I, th I, thought, I thought that was taking, well, that remnant stays in there. It's like you're getting rid of that old sin nature. But there's things that are coming out right now. People are giving in to addictions. People are giving in to profanity and gossip and anger like me. Maybe you're getting wasted and you're thinking that's like you're falling into that. There are people that even with adultery and immorality, these things are happening. And instead of blaming, it's the pressure. I was bumped. It, no, it was in there. Jesus says, in your heart, those things were there, and now this pressure is just bringing it out, and it's time for you to say, I won't blame. I won't blame. I will actually confess this. I will actually deal with this, and I have five R's because I'm a preacher, and I try to get everything to start with either the same letter or the same, you get it. We try to make it sound 
something for you to remember, but five R's. And I want us to deal with these things that are in there. I really, I, I just see people getting set free. Matter of fact, I, this is for you, dad. This is for you, mom. This is for you, roommate, like your, you know, no, this is self-exam. This is time for you to say, what do I have to do? What's been bubbling up in me that I need to bring to Jesus? And I, I just put it this way, realize, repent, rely on grace, refill, and reflect. Let me just talk about those very quickly. Realize that we live our life like pretty selfish. We realize that we're doing a good job covering up what we've been doing, but we realize what's bubbling up right now is sin. It's something that in this moment, in this opportunity, we have to realize it for what it is. We have to realize and call it what it is. It's sin. There are things that are bubbling up in our life, things that we thought we had taken care of. We need to realize right now, it's here and we're gonna call it for what it is. It's sin. Then I want us to repent of this. I want us to own up to this and repent. I want you to tell God you're sorry, that you want to be forgiven of this, that you're not gonna make excuses. I love what 1 John 1, 9 says. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's talking about us. Like, God, I, I, I'm sorry. This is unrighteous in me and these things are down there and they're bubbling up with the pressure and I repent. I, I, I wanna tell you that I wanna turn from that. I am sorry for this. I don't wanna be this person anymore. And then I put rely on grace. It's not a self-help sermon. This is Jesus telling us like it's in there and God wants to do a heart change. God wants to do a heart cleanse. God wants to keep transforming us into his image and he wants us to rely on grace. It's not like you're like, all right, no, every time I do that, find me a dollar. No, it's not that. It's it's you saying, I'm gonna rely on the grace. I'm gonna say, it was your grace that forgives me, and it's your grace that gives me the strength to get through this. And you're gonna just trust God. And I love what Philippians 1, 6 says. It says, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. I love that. And I'm just gonna believe God that if he started the work of grace in you, and he's starting to form you into his image, whatever is being brought to the surface right now, He's gonna to continue to work on you and form you and shape you into his image. I just feel this so strongly. There are people that are gonna to have to apologize because you're saying, hey, I've been blaming you. I'm gonna tell you right now, leading in this moment, an apology goes a long way. And you're gonna to apologize to your family, to your friends, to your children, to your coworkers, whatever, and saying, I'm dealing with this. I, I, you know, I realize this, I've repented of it. I'm gonna rely on God's grace to get me through this. Then I'm gonna refill. What, am I, what do I mean by that? I'm gonna refill. Instead of having anger, I'm gonna have patience. Instead of getting wasted, I'm gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. It's like, let's refill on something over here. And you could do that with anything. Instead of having this over here impure, I will go for pure. I wanna refill with the things of God so I have the strength to hold this ground like we said last week. Ephesians chapter four, verses 23 to 22 through 24 says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on your new self, the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Man, 
We're gonna refill and, and, and say, God, I wanna put on the new. Let's face it, that old has gotta go. The new has gotta be in. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this. And the last one would be this, reflect. Reflect his goodness. We go out in this world, the Bible talks about us shining and our good deeds glorify our Father in heaven. They see the good things we're doing. Remember, there's nothing wrong with them sanitary washing their hands, but he said, it's your heart. There's nothing wrong with you doing good, but the change has to be on the inside. And you have a heart cleansing. And God says, you know what? When you deal with this, these things that have bubbled up, I'm gonna help cleanse that. I'm gonna take, you're gonna go to another level and you'll reflect my glory. You'll look more like me to this world that needs you to look more like me. I just pray that in a few weeks, months, when we get back to some form of normal, it's coming, we'll get back to normal. I pray that we don't just gloss over this. It was their fault, it was COVID, it was lockdown, blame China, whatever. Okay, I hope we don't do that. I hope that we say, This was in me all along, and this pressure brought it out of me, and now I'm willing to say, hey, I wanna deal with this. So I'm asking right now, if you're a believer and things have been bubbling up, you're gonna work on those things. You're gonna bring those to Jesus. You're gonna admit it's sin, those old issues, there's still a remnant there, and you're gonna say, God, I'm gonna rely on your grace. I'm gonna rely on your grace to give me the strength to get through this to reflect your glory better to this world. Now, there might be people that are watching right now and you're saying, those issues are there. I've never had them leave. Can I just say this? The Bible talks about you asking for forgiveness. God says, whosoever will, whoever will call upon his name will be saved. The Bible offers free forgiveness. Jesus says, come, I offer this forgiveness to everyone. And if that's you, you're like, I've been doing all those things. It's not like they've ever been gone. They've always been here. I wanna ask right now that you would take a moment with me to just say yes to Jesus, that you would allow him to forgive you of those things. And then he'll start forming you in his image. You're like, wait a minute, these people still have those remnants. You're right. The Bible calls that our old sin nature, but he says, I make you new. I forgive everything, past, present, future. He forgives you. And then he works on us. We think we have to become perfect. Like I'll wash, I'll get perfect. No, he says, I'll give you grace and from the inside out we'll work on this. You'll be formed into my image, but guess what? You're covered by grace. You don't have to work your way in. You can be forgiven. So if that's you, I'd love to pray with you and I'd love for you to just repeat after me and mean this in your heart. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong. I ask you to forgive me just as I am. I receive that grace. I don't work for it. You paid the price on the cross. Right now, today, I pledge to live for you for the rest of my life. Give me the grace to do that. The Bible says if you meant that, if you confessed it with your mouth, believed it in your heart, you're forgiven. And if you did that, I want you to text now what to 94,000. We'd love to congratulate you on this because those old things have been forgiven. He will form you into his image. You're a work in progress. He'll continue to complete you and just form you into God's image, but you are forgiven and that's very real. So text now what to 94,000 and for all of us, whatever's bubbling up, let's deal with it now so that we can reflect the glory of God more.